This is Sean here from Guys Beer Sports. As the Christmas season comes upon us, uh, so we have some great guests coming on. Our first guest starting this week is Jeremy Hawks, video uh, videographer for sports in the Cleveland area. Next week, we have Reese Telling, uh, ex-cricket professional and great story. I can't wait to hear his story coming up on December the 13th. December the 27th, we have my good friend Darren Hart coming on, and he'll be talking to us about sports science and uh, working out. Should be interesting. And then to, f- to wrap this all up is January 2nd, we have Tom Migrant, and he's going to be talking about high school football. Oh, man. That is a star-studded lineup coming up, and I can't wait. So hopefully you guys will be able to eat some turkey, get some drinks into you, and open up some fantastic presents and be able to be with your loved ones there for the New Year's. Looking forward to it. Keep following and subscribing. Peace. Guys. Beer. Sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you, boys. Hey, everybody. What's up? Uh, Sean and Brad, Guys Beer Sports. This episode today, episode 19, brought to you by Flyers Brewery and Restaurant. Hey, everybody. Uh, located in the corner of Whidbey and 20 here in Oak Harbor, Washington. Uh, you know, they're still open. They've got great outdoor seating. Uh, today, I'm rocking the Panko Pilsner. It's uh, one of my go-to beers when I roll from uh, Flyers. they got these great little growlers you can take away from there. Uh, you can order, eat at flyers.com on their Facebook page. You can find the link. Uh, weekly specials, takeaways. Their wings are great because it's a primary sandwich that uh, I'll go get at least once a week. So go see our friends at Flyers and uh, support that local business. Sean. That was awesome, man. Hello. How are you? I am great, buddy. I don't know if you noticed, uh, the beard's starting to grow a bit more. So I'm trying to experimentate here. So I don't know if you can see the handlebars starting to come out a little bit there. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. You it was that? overshadowed yeah. by the gray. So maybe it was. Little, you know, <laughs> it's very distinguished. Very Sean Connery of you to, have to, have to dig in. Hey, man, we have a really special guest here. So this, uh, not only is he related to me through marriage, but also, he's just an all-around <laughs> super cool guy, and he is a local, in Cleveland local area, uh, sports videographer, um, unbelievable, some of the stories that he has, some even his own story in order to uh, get the job that he ended up getting, which is a dream job, especially during the time period that he got it. So, Jeremy, why don't you come on in, and uh, you're already here, but just unmute yourself and say hi. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. It's good to be here. I really appreciate you guys having me on for sure. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man. So I just wanted to get into the beer I'm drinking here right now. So as I said, from now until the shutdown is done here in Halifax, uh, I'm going in with Old Biddy's. Okay. So this is the Old Biddy's Pumpkin Ale called Jack-O-Lantern. Jack-O-Lantern. She's still in curlers. (laughs) So they're very close to getting a deal with the NSLC. Once that happens there, that's great for them. Go check them out. They're on 111 Cobra Quid Road out. And if you're in Halifax area, come on out. Check them out. Uh, Letting you guys know a deal that's happening there right now that it's not on any of their websites or anything like that. If you buy three of these pumpkin ales, you're going to get one free. Okay? Mm -hmm. So stop in. 
Mention Guys Beer Sports sent me to get this deal. He'll hook you up, old Chris there, okay? 111 Cobra Kid Road. Flyers, thank you so much again. Still very excited about that. That is awesome. Um, all right. Jeremy, yeah. what are you drinking? Already, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, poured my- like you forgot. <laughs> I poured myself a little Christmas sale, Great Lakes, so got to mm-hmm. keep it Cleveland out here. Got to keep it Cleveland, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and dirty. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, it is, nice. Man, that is one of the things, right, uh, that I noticed. You know, I have a couple of friends from Cleveland, and that's it seems to be more Cleveland. Like up here, we're like, you know, Pacific Northwest is a lot, and, you know, we'll hear a little bit of uh, L.A. stuff, but most of it's West Coast. But Cleveland just seems to be Cleveland. They don't really give a shit about anybody else. I like no, it. yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tight-knit community, even though it's yeah. huge. And, you know, even I'm more closer to Akron, actually, but. Even Cleveland and Akron, they don't really associate with one another. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what and I've I, noticed from those things. Right, right. It's funny because I, I know with Cleveland sports, um, you guys are super into your sport, even though mm. your history, your track record sometimes for postseasons and everything hasn't been the greatest. But <laughs> but you guys are diehards. like. I, I sympathize because being a Leafs fan since 67, haven't seen the Stanley Cup. So in my lifetime, mm. getting to see two World Series in a uh, NBA championship is great. Three championships. But then when you talk to boys that, you know, that decided they're going to jump on the New England bandwagon, or New York bandwagon, and they're all walking around like they got all these shapes. Even Seattle as of recent with uh, their little Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of know, bandwagons. Yeah, I can no room for that shit. Man. <laughs> you better talk to me about 1992 if you want to talk about anything over here. It's, right? Right? But that's the thing is that you guys are diehard. Like, I, I, yeah. to, to, to sit there and see that documentary I saw on 3030 Believeland, just yeah. seeing how crazy you guys are, it's like, this is a real thing, too. Because I remember when we went to the dog pound there to go watch a, the 0-16 season there, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it's freezing cold. There's like wind from every direction it seems and it like changes from rain to snow to hailed and people are still out there you know pissed and drinking and you know and paper bags paper bags always crack me up i always think that's hilarious yeah i mean it was nuts but the funny thing is it's like that's oh and 16 we're now eight and three and people still bitch like oh baker mayfield's not doing this or you know we only rely on the running game i don't know how do you? Yeah. yeah, how are you upset about the running game when you have those two running backs? I mean, you two might, guys you are might over a thousand two. yards. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> oh no, they're not. They're not upset about it. It's more like uh, we should have more than that. You know, we should Baker should be Baker should be Russell Wilson, and we should be you know. So, but Baker is not Russell Wilson. Baker Mayfield is what Baker Mayfield is. Okay, and basically, right, right now, I mean, it's so funny because I was talking to another buddy of mine that ended up stating that Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback because in college where he played, he had some really good seasons, right? Now, I'm not going to deny that, but his tenure now in the NFL, he's proven that, okay, he's he's an all right quarterback. He's probably a game manager, if anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not trusting him to lob the ball. Uh, I think that Baker Mayfield's comparison is Ryan Tannehill. That's a good exactly. one. Exactly. That's a good one. Yeah. That's not terrible, right? No. You give him a good running game, and you just, you know, he's got to make a couple plays with his legs. He's got to deliver the ball in time a couple times. If he would embrace that role and not want to, because I feel like Baker, by, and this is just my view from the other coast, right? Is mm-hmm. 
he wants to throw the ball to, to OBJ and Jarvis and your tight ends and kind of get, you know, he wants to be that guy, right? Like he wants to put up 300 yards a game. He wants to be that guy, but I don't think he's that guy. I think if he buys in Tannehill was that way early, right? When he was in Miami and that's where he went. And then now you see him in Tennessee buying in, letting his defense ride, handing the ball off to that monster in the backfield, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think Baker, man, you guys could have some real success with that defense you guys have. And you got if Baker buys in, man. The problem is, it's like you said, I mean, it's when he thinks he's Brett Favre, which we saw on draft night, if you remember that. Like, oh, yeah. he he literally is Brett Favre. He's going to give you a touchdown. He's going to give you three picks to go with it. So, yeah. I, uh, I yeah. on principle, hate Oklahoma quarterbacks just because I hate <laughs> Oklahoma. And so I've never been – I've never been a Baker guy. But, uh, I you know, it's one of those things I, I think mm-hmm. – yeah. I think you guys have an interesting time in Cleveland because you're on the cusp of winning in so many sports, right? You've got the Indians are competitive again. You know, Cleveland, the Cavaliers, maybe not as much this year, but have been recently, right? And then now your Browns are, you know, I mean, you're guaranteed to get at least a 500 record, right? You could have an epic failure out right here and still be, you know, 500, right. which is probably a win uh, in some world. You oh, that's a hugely, huge. You know what I love, Jeremy, is that you didn't even flinch when you said, when he said that. It's like because like Cleveland fans are just conditioned, just conditioned like Leafs fans. Yeah, well, and like, there's a little bit of parallel. Like, I find a lot of uh, I've, I've found a lot of uh, empathy with my Cleveland friends for my yeah. Seattle fandom because you know we've lost teams and we've lost heartbreaking championships and won very little, but been competitive and all those things. And like you know, nothing really shakes you. That's just the thing, you know. Right, right. It is what it is. Yep. Jeremy, sure. I wanted to get into how you got into Cleveland sports video, like a videographer. Like, how did how did you do that? Yeah, how did I you know. find yourself in that world? Yeah, so uh, I like started out out of high school. I didn't want to do anything other than like cars or something like that. So I worked in retail for a long time, and then ended up just being like, you know what, this sucks. Like, I'm going to go to school, and uh, I want to just shoot stuff. I want to be a videographer. So I, I just worked my butt off and uh, I started doing Kent state, like local basketball, football games, which are awful. And then uh, got some side gigs doing stuff for ESPN. Uh, And then, you know, Fox sports, Ohio just kind of called me up and said, Hey, you know, would you like to come on and do some freelance stuff? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah. And that was before I even graduated and everything. So, uh, and then same thing, just kept my head down and grinded and worked harder than all these other young kids that were out there and met a guy who worked for the Cavs. And uh, he's like, hey, man, you need to come work for us and work full time. And it kind of just took off from there and freelance gigs just kept pouring in. I want yeah. you to tell the time period that this happened here, Jeremy, because if I'm yeah. not mistaken, you were filming the World Series when Cleveland was in it and you were filming Cavs games with LeBron James on the team. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how it happened was I was doing, like I said, doing Kent State stuff. And then uh, somebody said, hey, man, you want to come work uh, some sideline stuff for the World Series? And I'm like, is this for real? Like, heck yeah, I do. So I was there for all of the 2016 World Series. That was awesome. And then that next like offseason, I'm right there with the Cavs full time. So. Yeah, I was I really got upset. To. I was happy that you were filming this, but I was really yeah. upset that your team oh. beat out the Blue Jays there. Yeah. I tell you what, though. I mean, I, the way we lost that World Series was awful. I mean, there should first and foremost, there should have been no rain delay. 
I think that killed everything. Well, soon, yeah, that's the, there's, if there's a Cleveland way to lose, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the whole game, too, the whole game we were getting rocked. Yeah. Like, Andrew Miller was getting beat up, which wasn't happening at all. That never happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we get into having this comeback. And then Rajay Davis hits that home run, and that, that was the craziest moment, I think, of my whole career so far. Was that it home hard, run was ridiculous. Was it hard for you to remain impartial? Or was that funny? Yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard to do that. And any, myself, I always, I've always wondered that myself, like being at games and watching people work uh, sidelines and, you know, like the, the guys that trip me out the most are the security guys. Like they'll stand like with their back to the field watching the crowd because they're looking for drugs. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. like I'd yeah. be flipped around waiting for someone to be hauling for security before I turn around and react. I couldn't be in the stadium and not watching, you know what I mean? They're oh, yeah, it's so something. hard. It's yeah. so hard. I think – well, I've heard a rumor first that they that if they turn their back to the court or to the field, that they can get fired. Like, oh yeah, they, when they stand up, they have yeah. yeah. So, but I think once you get involved in the craft of like what you're doing, the shot and like getting that moment that nobody else can get on film is yeah. it, it, it kind of takes first place. So. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I uh, I have a gift of just talking to people in general, and so we'll mm-hmm. go down early for games and, and post up. And I end up talking to the camera crew ninety percent of the time. <laughs> I, I love that. I think I, that craft is so cool. I think uh, it's the coolest thing because you, you, especially yeah, when I'm I'm the guy there. enjoying it at home, right? You're there and right. you're watching yeah. this guy. Yeah, you get to see all these really there. cool moments from these great positions, right? And mm-hmm, that's kind of right. what everyone has said is you know a lot of them uh, you know end up being like the national TV guys, and they're like, yeah, they're like I rarely catch my team. You know, so now it's like mm-hmm. cool, but like I'm still just here to work. You know, it's, right. so it's it's similar to like, right. you know, See, like the athletes bad. get drafted in to have to play for a team that wasn't their team. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. still get fired up just to be a part of the job. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for like hockey cameramen because they're pretty safe, right? Like the puck's not going to hit you. Nobody's going to skate into you. The hardest it might be is like you might be up on the plexiglass and it'll get shaken a little, you know what I mean? Cause now even right. the puck's not going through the glass anymore. Right. Like back mm-hmm. in the nineties, you'd see that it's danger. Uh, but football and basketball cameramen, like unfortunately somebody's making yeah. a play and they're coming out and then all of a sudden the cameraman gets wiped out. Or even I remember Rodman kicking that one cameraman in the, oh, uh, yeah. in the yeah, junk yeah. there. So, yeah. I mean, you're taking some real risks if depending well, Rodman on where you're was, at. Rodman was flirting at that point. this looked aggressive so have have you had any uh issues like that when you were doing any of uh your filming or um i mean i think i've had some guys fall right next to me and stuff like that and then here recently i was out doing like a drag race and uh you know even though you're behind a concrete barrier when that car comes bailing at you like you know 90 something hundred miles an hour you're like oh, oh, oh. Yeah. it's hard to not like sorry not uh, just like my oh, favorite guys. thing uh to do is you know going to a manager's game <clears throat> manager's game and sitting behind home plate and like watching mm-hmm. a foul tip come into the screen and just watching people dive out of the way you know <laughs> that net's in the way yeah, like you yeah, can't yeah, your, yeah. your mind can't control uh there's barriers that are in the place to protect you like you in the in the heat of the moment an unexpected throw like that like you're not gonna get you know you're in there do you ever know, like, if you ever look at your videos after the fact, do you ever know what was used? Like, what was used by you that you shot? Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's that well, angle. you've seen the angle the entire time, right? So you can just probably tell when you see it. 
Right, right. Well, there's two different uh, aspects that I've been in. So I've been in like live production where you know you're on, you know, there's tallies and stuff like yeah. that where you know you're live. But then I've also been in, you know, post stuff where it's online or whatever after the fact or I've edited it. You obviously know what, you know, what's making it. Right. That's got to be cool to be seeing that. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wicked. I, I see even like other, you know, companies will use your stuff like for yeah. commercials or whatever. Like we've worked yeah. with Goodyear and some of my stuff's been on. So that's have, cool. And Have you seen your yeah. stuff on Sportsnet? No. That's not, not Sportsnet. No. Yeah, well, Sportsnet. Uh, real quick, have you watched Sportsnet before? I, I've heard of it. I've heard, I've actually, we did, uh, I did a couple games in Toronto last year yeah. and I, and That's I how you flipped it on, it. and I said, ah, this is different. I don't know about this. <laughs> it's ESPN light. It's like everything Canadian. But you know, It's like when you buy knockoff clothes where you're like, oh, it's almost there. <laughs> the funniest, the funniest. <laughs> what do you take? Sportsnet is a guy down in Times Square selling you some Fuji, Rolex. <laughs> it's probably yeah. Like you could probably compare, uh, maybe right. It maybe it's Rich Paul right selling jerseys out of a trunk. <laughs> Every once in a while, they'll get it. Listen, Buck Martinez, who is the Blue Jays uh, commentary, you know, play-by-play guy. He was in the World Series this year and last year because he's got a great voice. He was an ex-back catcher. Did you not hear what did I, I just said? Back catcher? No. What? You just I said just the said that sometimes they hit it big. Like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm oh, saying. sorry. Sorry. I just heard not that we're just selling time. T-shirts in the back seats here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, look, at just, I mean, I don't know what his percentage is on LeBron's deal and AD's deal, but, I mean, that, that was real money. I mean, it's early in the morning to do math, but I don't know what 190 plus 85 is, but I bet it's, you know. Oh man, and, and, so. and that's just two of his eight. I mean, two of his well, guys. Saying, you know, it, yeah. this last week he just locked in those two deals, and if his cuts mm-hmm. only three percent, that's still real money that that dude made. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations! Jumped in my head. Who does this guy think he is? Calling out LeBron James, saying that he's going to knock him out faster than Jake Paul did at Nate uh, Robinson. Like you have nothing to entice this guy to come in to the octagon with you. If anything, I would pay money to see a game of 21 between LeBron James and Colby Covington before I see a boxing match of that. What's oh, this I'd guy pay, thinking? I would just pay to see him in a parking garage. Playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just want to see him screw up in a parking garage because that's the yeah. thing, right? Like my, uh, at one point in my life, uh, Chris Lieben was around in my town. He was dating a girl from here and he showed up at a party of ours and, uh, my buddy Steve, we call him Little Steve, but he's all six foot two, three hundred and ten pounds. He was a lineman for a while, and he just has a real—he's just a real fun guy. Like he was at seventeen, he would go on—he uh, was like our enforcer, and so he would fight parents in the stands of basketball games. You know, he was that kind of guy. And so those two got into it, and they started slap boxing, and Lieben thought he was going to do something, and Steve would have killed him. Yeah, like and yeah. Chris Lieben's a dangerous man, right? Like, I mean, sure yeah. he could have punched him and done something, but Steve's not someone to be messed with. And I feel like LeBron's the same way. He's got, I mean, as yeah. big as LeBron is, Kobe Covington, he's not that big. He's not going to. No, he's get not there. that big. But Jake with, Paul if they that fight, big. If they fight with rules, then he's got a great chance, right? But yeah. I'm talking about in like a parking Nate, garage. Yeah, because like, like if you had to look at that fight numbers. with Nate Robinson and uh, Jake Paul, I mean, Jake Paul already had two fights. Nate Robinson is phenomenal athlete. He looked like. You knew he never boxed a day in his life. 
course he's getting right. knocked out. So right. to put Colby Covington saying, right. let's go box. It's like, dude, you just sound like a bully right yeah, now. Watch watch Nate Robinson's first like 30 seconds of that fight, and it looks like a fight at half court. Oh, it's just very <laughs> sad. That's what Nate knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that a lot of these guys just feed off of LeBron. I think that's just clickbait. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Exactly. Because it'd be you just got 84 million for extension. Uh, he's got, I don't know how many different apps and everything about meditation and all this stuff. This guy's making money hand over fist. He doesn't need your chump. Well, change I, yeah, I think, I think this contract puts him at a quarter of a billion dollars, just in NBA money. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Nuts. That's or nuts. two, it's like two thirty or something like that, which is, I mean, that's real money, but that's not, it's, if he's anything like Michael was, and he probably is, he's going to make more money off the court than he is on the court. Yeah. 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 I mean, didn't he sign the Nike deal a billion yeah. dollars or something. Like he's that. got that lifetime yeah. Nike deal. He's got all those production companies. I mean, he's got so much going. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Colby Covington. I just think he's just trying to make a name. That's that. He's just oh. saying the most, I don't know, completely out of touch things. Like, like he just sounds like a dummy, I guess is what I'm trying but to say. It's working. Cause look, here are these two dummies from the podcast <laughs> talking about him. So <laughs> Cause he irritates me. I don't know. I know. <laughs> You you are right though you are right Brad. <laughs> Is that going to become a thing where you start twisting your mustache when you're talking? Is that eventually? <laughs> like never shave that thing off. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite stuff. sport, Jeremy? To to videograph like where if you could pick one, what is it to be a part of? Uh, I guess at this point I say basketball. Just because, um, you know, it's kind of nonstop. Yeah. You know, you're always looking for something cool to shoot or whatever. And, you know. Where where do you usually get a position? I don't know how that works. Like, I've always wondered that. Like, the baseline guy versus, you know, they'll have, like, the guy on the sideline on the little roller cart sliding up and down. Or guys up on the upper deck a little, you know, the 100 level. Like, where do you – like, how does that break apart from, like, a, uh, you know, what are you, like a schedule or – you know, an assignment issue. How does that work for you guys? Yeah. So, uh, towards the end, I mean, I stopped doing a lot of live stuff. So I was all like digital and roaming around and doing a lot of website stuff, but, uh, the guys, I mean, they just have their set positions. Once somebody shows that they can handle that on the court responsibility, they're kind of just stuck there, unfortunately. But I tell you what, it's a lot of hardworking, like really good guys who, People don't realize it, man. It's like 16 hours for an event. You're there really early in the morning to set up and and stuff like that, and you don't leave until the game's well over. So yeah, I remember we. Yeah, I figured that out a couple of years ago. Uh, up here, the the MLS has a Sounders team up here, and um, they play across the street from the Mariners. And so you they'll do these double day deals where you can go to a Mariners game early. Um, and then that game gets out and they have like a, the Seattle uh, statute says there has to be three hours between games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to break out of there and we just, we snuck in this back door of Central league field to go see the Sounders game. And uh, they were already like working sideline stuff and setting it all together. And then I was, you know, in one of the breaks, I was talking to the guy and he's like, Oh yeah, I've been here for about seven hours already. I was like, yeah, man, like that's yeah. Yeah. It's for a reason. It wasn't for, it was just like for the local Fox affiliate. It wasn't like it was even, uh, you know, whatever. And so, Right. I mean, the, the, the amount of work that goes into it. Right. The bigger yeah. events, it's even longer. You know, the World yeah. Series, you're there at seven in the morning and the game doesn't start till eight. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. 
this guy still talk about Sounders here. Yeah, you guys are in the conference finals, aren't yeah. you? Well, we didn't get knocked out or have our coach get fired, so we we're still. I don't still even know why they fired him, man. That's unbelievable. Because he can't win. He can't win. What are you talking about? They went to three <laughs> MLS Cups, and you guys are the bane of the existence. I hope Minnesota takes you out. I don't know. Is that wrong? Yeah, that might be. Man, you are just so salty today. I know. You're upset at Jeremy for his team going to the World Series, and you're upset at me for things we don't even you don't even care about soccer. Like at- <laughs> I know that's the worst part. You guys here in Seattle. I don't know. I remember. I remember Andy. Andy used to walk around like you know, big old Sounders fan, right? But yeah. I'm just there thinking to myself, it's like, man. Americans don't really I never forget this Jeremy Americans don't really appreciate soccer even though they're at the World Cup every time since they hosted it and I don't think they really appreciate it meanwhile you got people in Canada we're just they're crying you know we just want to get better to get in there and we can't we can't even break in right but there's so many uh Europeans I'm sure there's Europeans in America as well like there has oh yeah 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 but I think you've been here yeah the MLS is a joke though to yeah. them, the MLS is a joke. It's like a minor league, you know? Yeah, yeah but you still had Mickey Rooney come over there. Uh, Zoltan came over there. Uh, 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 Beckham came over. You're gonna, I mean, Sean, you know. you're going to hate this, but the MLS is the CFL of soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't disagree with you. Because uh, all the uh, names you're naming off were in their prime when they beyond, came beyond over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well beyond. Yeah. yeah, well beyond it. But I mean, you know, the thing is, though, it's still something for North America, and uh, why not, right? Yeah, but yeah, okay, I'll um, I'll go along with you, Brad. This is the CFL of, <laughs> of soccer. This is. I'm, a, I'm yeah. still a fan. This, it is yeah. is what it is. He's got to know. Your Columbus Crew is in there, right, Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, you knew this, okay? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know that. I do know that. <laughs> Jeremy, do you know that, that Ohio has a hockey team? That's always Sean's question of the day. That is my question. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've done a few Monsters games. Uh, and because of the Monsters, I got to actually stand next to the real Stanley Cup, which was pretty cool. That is The cool. Monsters? Yeah, that's what they're called, the Cleveland Monsters. Oh, Cleveland. Okay, you're talking about um, like an AHL team there? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, uh, yeah, the Blue Jackets yeah. affiliate. Yeah. Affiliate, okay. Am I wrong? What is there no, another no, no, one? No, no, no. I was, I was, I was wondering if you knew about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. But it's so you funny did, that you're mentioning you a step the further than Sean expected you to do, and so now he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Wait a minute, wait, Cleveland Monsters." Yeah. I know <laughs> no, hockey, but not that well. No, no, no. I knew, I knew who the Cleveland Monsters were. I'm just there yeah. going, "Why, why are you mentioning the Monsters no, over an NHL team?" Not, yeah, <laughs> but then I was yeah. impressed that you knew an AHL team. So, it's like <laughs> how do you not have a Cleveland Monsters jersey, Sean? That's what I want to know. Because uh, I'm, I'm a Leafs, and listen, Buffalo Sabers. I did end up getting that jersey. I know, but listen, it's not even the same league, man. You can support this AHL team. I can't. Yeah, you're right. Wear a Cleveland Steamer shirt. You should be able to wear a damn Cleveland Monster shirt. Yeah, I also have. <laughs> hey, 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 easy, easy. I also have uh, the great Jim Brown's jersey there as well. So yeah, there you go. That's the yeah. one Brown jersey to get. It's the only, it's the only jersey I won't make fun of. But <laughs> <laughs> really cool guy. I got to meet him once at. Uh, like a training camp and right, just down to earth guy. He was really cool. That's interesting, right? To meet those, some of those older guys. I, I've been able to meet uh, Warren Moon a couple times, and he's kind of the same way. Like those guys just carry themselves a little bit differently. Not that they're the same atmosphere, right? John Brown is a level above Warren Moon, but just from like a Hall of Fame. Steve Largent was the same way. 
Walter Jones. Uh, Walter Jones is a videographer for the Seattle Sounders now. I don't know if you knew. No that. kidding. The lineman, right? Yeah, big old Walter Jones. Uh, big old no six foot five, still three hundred pounds. Walter Jones is just up uh, and down the sideline, videoing at the Sounders. And so we talked to him a couple times, and like those dudes are just so cool, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You understand yeah. why it's like there's a talent level uh, that I'm sure that they have, but like they just have whatever it is. They're just so right. easy, you know. Right, uh, right. There's a. I was around a lot of Cavs legends, and they're all the same way. I mean, yeah. even if they weren't like a big deal in the NBA perspective. But just really good guys. Yeah. It's just a different, different time. I think, you know what I mean? It's yeah. totally different than players now. What was it like? Like, did you ever get a chance to speak to LeBron at all or? Yeah, but it's more like, uh, Hey man, how's it going? Whatever. Let's go over here and do this. You know what I mean? Like it's not ever like, try to like get him to like get a little pound from him or something or. Yeah. 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 We'll get that. And some, you know, some guys are cooler than others and they're the ones that throw it out there first. But Yeah. Yeah. Who's the coolest person that you had a chance besides LeBron James that you had a chance to? No, throw, throw that out. who's the coolest person you had a chance to interact with? That was like actually yeah. cool. Like not that like the highest, not the biggest name necessarily, but like who was like the coolest guy that you got to meet? Uh, like uh, as far as his attitude, his personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Pro- I, I guess like, I'd probably say um, Larry Nance Jr. is pretty awesome. He's huh. up there for me. I think yeah. he's just, you can tell that like his dad did the right thing. His mom did the right. Yeah. He's just a down to earth, really good guy. We talked about man city a little bit yeah. Little football. Yeah. Yeah. Just a really good guy. But there's, there's a, there's a few, you know, Jay Crowder actually is a really cool guy. I like oh. him a lot. Deli is cool. Matthew Delavadova. Yeah. Oh, De- Kyle, okay. Kyle Corver. Yeah. Yeah. So Kyle Corver just looks like he always rolled out of bed. And he's just that kind of guy. I got teammates <laughs> like him in high school. You know what I mean? Like they could just yeah. shoot the ball, but they didn't Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah didn't care. A lot of effort. Yeah. Not a lot yeah. of effort. Not really warming up. Just kind of, you know, like the guy you hate because he's just always cashing from deep. But like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he puts work in, right? I'm not saying. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he just yeah. looks like the guys that don't put work in that can still cash 80% of their three-point shots. Mm-hmm. That drives yeah, crazy. crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it's only getting worse. Like some of these little guys just flick it up there. Uh, you guys, I mean, I'm so, uh, since my sales Sonics were stolen our, you know, 12 years ago, um, the past two or three years, I've been able to make peace with it and become a Trailblazers fan just from proximity. But I, I hate the Trailblazers. It, old Trailblazers, but the new Trailblazers I'm all right with. Um, and I only know that because I was at a game right before. I was actually at the game uh, the day Kobe Bryant died. I was in Portland for a game. And uh, I had made the decision that I was going to buy some Trailblazers gear. And I was walking down to the team store to go get uh, some gear. And I saw Terry Porter in the hallway. And I just all this 90s anger just came flooding back. And I couldn't, I couldn't buy any gear. Uh, but all that to say, Dame Lillard was pulling up from half court uh, on video this week. I don't know if you guys saw it. But it looks like he's shooting a free throw. Like it's yeah. unbelievable how smooth that is. And like watching Dame live is, you know, second, I saw Michael play in Seattle uh, in the mid nineties. Yeah, I saw Kobe a handful of times when he was here. Those are one and two for me live to see play. Uh, I LeBron's special uh, watching that, but uh, Dame for me is above LeBron. So do you, do you think uh, the Portland uh, from watching live, just from watching live? Yeah, 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 yeah. More like entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah think, from a smoothness perspective. Like do you think Portland has a chance though coming up in the uh this upcoming NBA season there in the West, like coming out of there? Chance to be second. Anything? I, they have a chance to be second. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think they would have, they would have did it at this point. I guess it's been so so many years. Like now, now Serge Ibaka just came onto the Clippers. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm giving that one, this season, a write-off for the Clippers, but maybe they need another point guard, to be honest. But Toronto's going to feel that. No Serge Ibaka, no uh, Marcus All. Toronto's going to feel that. We're going to drop in the East, and now you have Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving coming out of there in the East. Brooklyn's going to be a powerhouse. Um, Boston's developing. I don't know about the 76ers. Milwaukee, I bet you they're going to have to try to make a move or something there. Mm-hmm. Uh but the yeah. coaching changes are going to be are going to be what uh, is inter- interesting to me. This from uh, you know, with the whole COVID thing and not being able to have a proper training camp, like that's going to be interesting. That's that's basically what's happening now for all of the uh, sports. Though is that there's not going to be any preseason. Like any yeah, I just talking when, about you swap, no when you switch over coaching staffs, yeah. though, like you yeah. put in a new system and all those things, you just don't get a lot of you know, a lot of time. So right, I mean, I think you know. So that can be said even for Baker Mayfield. This guy's had yep. so many coaches in his short career. Yeah. And just mess uh-huh. up everybody. And, and look at the Cavs, you know, last year. We had Beeline for a cup of coffee. And then now Bickerstaff's there. And yeah. It's yeah. weird, man. Coaches take the fall a lot, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. They're the, they're the turnover. Yeah. They're the hinge point. It used to be the coaches were the guys that would, that would hold through, right, and get a couple of runs out. But now there's so much money for the star players that it feels like, uh, They've got to hold them together. Well, I don't even understand why Cleveland got rid of uh, Fred Kitchen so quickly. <laughs> like, I do. Just like, here you are. I there you it. go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get food, it. Though. The food bill was enormous when Freddie. Was- <laughs> 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 well, Stefanski looks like a big step up, though. Yeah. I mean, it just, I think just his sideline presence tells you the whole story. Yeah. I mean, he just looks like a guy in control. And I don't think Freddie had that. Uh, as much as I hate uh, Al Shanahan, just I, I don't know what I, I hate. Four nine coaches, just I think on principle. Um, but Stefanski gives me that same vibe, right? Like just always in control, very calculated, just the alpha of the alpha, you know, uh, in like in the best possible way, right? Just right. Knows right. Does it make you? Does ass. it make you wonder then? This is the reason why Minnesota is doing so bad is because they lost our O line coach, or O line coach, or offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think so. I I really do. I think you you notice when that character leaves the building. Mm-hmm. 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 And I know that like, Cleveland fans were just all over Stefanski, all over Baker Mayfield in the beginning part of the season there when you guys got blown up by Baltimore that first mm-hmm. game. But uh, the wheels have fallen off for Baltimore right now. They're still looking up. Yeah, but the same. It's the same thing that we just said about the. I mean, no real training camp, right? They were all yeah. sitting back a little bit. Yeah, you know, that, you're seeing it. Just imagine what um, this year could have been like if you had a proper off season. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're in Cleveland, you got to be excited about what's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you are, you are. But I, the typical like cynical Cleveland fan yeah. is you're thinking, when's this other shoe going to drop? And we go back to. One yeah. one win. Yeah. We have an episode, episode one, or is it zero saying condition to lose? Yeah. You know, because as a leaf fan, first things we talked about. Yeah. That was the first thing we talked about. You're just conditioned to lose. If you live in a certain city, you've seen it happen so much, you already see this happening. 
Like you already understand how the season is going to play out by about halfway through. Yeah. So if you start having any sort of hopes or dreams or aspirations, and then you just start I, uh, seeing it's like about to go I down. Enjoy, I couldn't enjoy this Super Bowl victory over the Broncos until like the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. Wow. Wow. They were destroying like, the Broncos. I know. Like, but they're, listen, they're still that's, scoring. That's the shoot. Like I just was waiting for like the most epic meltdown ever. Like mm. we, we couldn't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I you get just it. can't celebrate too early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a curse like theory going out there about the '97 World Series, I think it was, where the Indians were up, like going into the eighth inning or something like that, and they started to wheel out the champagne into the lockup rooms, yep. and they're like, "Oh no, no, you got to get this out of here!" And then right away they lost. Like Mesa blows the game. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. superstitions when you watch your teams play? Like, do you have to do a certain thing? Or if you do something that doesn't work, we have, we have a handful of them. I'm just curious if you have one. Uh, I don't, actually. I, I thought I would at this point. I think, actually, you know, shooting these teams and, like, being around them so much, it actually kills that sports diehard a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I'm just envious or I feel sorry for you when I hear that. You know what I mean? It's like I see so yeah, many yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you just yeah. right. I can't tell you the last time I watched an NBA game like from home. I yeah. couldn't tell you. Yeah, maybe the but, six, 16 uh, championship. Well, you've been uh, you've been handling the shutdown uh, much better than I have. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I watched every NBA game for the first time in really? a decade. Well, you and you're you're. Uh, uh, you're in your own group there because they were dying, man. There was like 40 percent down. Or something. I know, but it was. Uh, I live out in Washington, and we were so locked down and tied up that like that's all I had was live sports. I couldn't mm-hmm. leave my house. There was no yeah. other. There was no way around it. And so, yeah. uh, you know, back to uh, the Adam Silver NBA is better for me than the David Stern NBA because David Stern was part of my. I feel like stole my kid's childhood in some world. So. Yeah, that stinks. I tell you what, the Sonics, I mean, they should be back. I don't get why they're not. Well, that, that was, I thought, the deal with if 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 Seattle can secure a stadium and a hockey team, that they'd be able to get a basketball team back. Yeah, and that's what Silver has said, and that's just, it remains to be seen. I would imagine once that stadium's well, done. You have uh, it. You have the Kraken coming. Yeah, starting. A couple, yeah, it'll be done here in a, in a month or so, and then this next NHL season will be uh, them. Yeah. So. And watch with the new the new ways you guys can draft now and everything, because there's already 31 teams. You're going to have a automatic team ready to go to the Stanley Cup first season. Yeah. Which just you know, like Vegas. Me. Yeah, yeah. It drives me drives me absolutely yeah. mad. Absolutely mad. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. 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 I know a guy that, uh, he's working for the Cavs and then he, uh, he, um, took a job with Vegas and then that season they win. It was nuts. Yeah. Well, that would be, yeah. that would be, they went, uh, they went to the finals and lost to Washington, which thank goodness, but what the heck? <laughs> is that your, uh, is that like the pinnacle of your, uh, profession is to film the championship game, like deciding game? Uh, <laughs> All the way through is that the, is that the height for you guys? Um, I think so. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if it just becomes about money because you do get more money when you do the bigger stuff. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm pretty blessed. I consider myself blessed. Uh, I've done like an All Star game. I've done drafts. I've done the finals. I've done the World Series. So I feel like if I had to go back and do something totally different at this point, I'd be like content. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
So did you film did you film um the last two finals there that Cleveland were in? Where? Ju- uh just the 17, 17, 18. 17. So I was there in like yeah, I was there in Boston and then we lost in uh Golden State, which was cool. I got to spend a week in Golden State, but we got yeah, was- wasn't that wasn't that the year 2017, 2018? So we were 2015, 2016, got knocked out in the conference finals by you. And I think that very next year, every time we met you, you were knocking us out. That's all I remember. I think we were a second round meeting and you mm-hmm. knocked us out and you did it again. The year after. It's because Toronto's the, the, the Toronto's the Detroit Pistons, the LeBron's Cavaliers. Hey, yeah. we, won oh, one. Man. we won one. That's all I could say, man. I'm just glad. Yeah. I, I, I was, that's what a lot of Cleveland people say too. It's like, ah, oh, we won. We're good. <laughs> like, let's just, let's hold on to that one. But the funny thing is, is foot, football is still king. So even though we won a championship and all these people came in and uh, did the parade thing and all that, if we won a Super Bowl, the Cleveland would burn to the ground. Like, oh, yeah. It's fascinating to me the different spots because even, uh, you know, my Cleveland friends or my Ohio friends is still Ohio State football above everything. Really? I think it depends on where you're from because there's Ohio State fans up here in Northeast, but not yeah. like that. Not like that. Uh, I have a buddy of mine who lives in, or who's from Louisiana. He lives up here now, and uh, he's a pretty decent Saints fan. But if it's LSU football, it's that above anything. Like he'll oh. miss, he's missing weddings and birthdays and all you that shit. Regular, no kidding. Yeah, that's crazy. Football game. Yeah, the yeah. game. The games are fast. The games are great. You're seeing the guys come up, but man, if you were to put them against an NFL team, they're going to get blown up. They're going to get blown up. You can't Maybe. get away with plays like that. You can't get away with plays like that in the in the real league, you know. Yeah, it's exciting to watch. It's no different. I mean, why do you think that there's a not not parity there for the CHL and the NHL? It's because these guys are developing. You're going to see some cool plays or faster, but once you put them up against some professionals, I'm just saying from a fandom perspective, I know boys ball. They 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 go crazy in this in certain areas of the states they go crazy. I just don't understand it. And it's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just naive. And that, that even goes for hockey as well. Like people you go think crazy. Ohio State could beat uh, a CFL team. Oh come Ooh, on now! Yeah, tough. I do. I, I do. I think, think so. Yeah, NFL probably no way, but CFL. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that it would be an interesting game, and it's so funny, right? Because I always hear the arguments. It's like, well, if you were to put it in a CFL field with CFL rules, it might be a closer game. I disagree because the thing is, is that you still have players that are faster, bigger, and stronger, and I don't care that the ball's a little bit different. You're you're, you're looking at a good shellacking. Yeah. The operative the operative word there was a closer game. Hmm. Oh, is that what you said? Closer. Yeah. yeah, they're still losing, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, no. It might be forty-nine to twenty or whatever your scoring system is, yeah. but yeah, you know, they might get a rouge. A rouge is rouge. different. Yeah, that's some random ass score you can't get in the NFL. Only the CFL a rouge. Here's a I rouge. <laughs> well, I'm saying I don't know. I don't know how how it works, but we have the three minute. We have the three minute warning. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. That's that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. And, uh, Do, does Johnny Manziel still play in CFL? Oh heck, no, no. They got rid of okay. his. But did I tell you? I so I've I've said it a few times on the podcast, but I, I went to go see his first game playing in the CFL. So he was drafted, not drafted. He was picked up. His contract was picked up by Hamilton, and he was a backup in Hamilton. 
Then they traded him to Montreal, and there was a huge press conference. Like, it was huge. It was the biggest. It was like a sellout game in Montreal. Montreal hasn't sold out in so long. And What's the capacity of the stadium? Uh, well, it's like maybe 12,000. Yeah. It's it's yeah, all right, Brad. All right, we know it's a CFL. Anyway, so the jerseys were flying off the thing, and I was like, I was this close to going to buy one. And I said, Let me just see his first play. And his first play was a pick six, and it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a bad day for Johnny Manziel. Uh, so, yeah, so his yeah, and then he went to uh what's that football thing that just happened that they started up that startup company, not the XFL, but the one that just came before that. Brad, you might remember they were there yeah, for a hot minute. The they were there for a hot minute, and then all of a sudden they just declared bankruptcy halfway through the season. Yeah, I don't and remember what that was, was. Yeah, and that was Johnny Manziel's last hurrah was over there. So I <laughs> haven't heard hide a hair of him. He's never coming back to the CFL because he did something to piss somebody off. So, Well, you also aren't playing, so it may be hard yeah. to come back. Yeah. yeah, we aren't playing. Yeah. That's true. Speaking of guys that are playing, let's uh, let's more talk football this week. Well, first off, I just wanted to get on to what everybody's thought about Russell Westbrook getting traded is. I think it actually might be a good fit, but I'm not sure. I think only because Bradley Beal doesn't need the ball as much as James Harden does. I don't think anybody's going to fit with James Harden, to be honest with you. Maybe like his own shoes. That's about it. But I, I, you know... I think he could work out in Washington. I really do think he can. And the East is weak. I mean, outside of Milwaukee, I think he can be up there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He makes them, he puts them into playoff contention for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I personally hate him. I think he's a punk, but, um, you know, he just cries so much. God, he just drives me crazy. <laughs> that whole bit of him. I mean, I understand that in Utah, those things shouldn't have been said, but still, man, he just always is engaging with the fans. And then he's just like a, perpetuate three-year-old you know as soon as like something happens he tries to get the security or he tries you know he just blusters and didn't he have a season where he was almost averaging a triple double every game yeah oh yeah he had a streak i think it was some kind of record-breaking streak of so many in a row to me it's like this is a this is a generational (laughs) talent that's probably declining but um, yeah, he is. He's not as a basketball player. He's phenomenal. And watch mm-hmm. him. He's explosive. He's athletic. He plays angry. He fills the stat sheet up. Can't win by himself or with anyone else. That's and that's right. the problem, right? Like right. he just he doesn't. Have, I mean, he doesn't have it. Whatever it yeah. is that gets you over the top as a champion, he doesn't have it. He was offered to the Raptors uh, last season during the uh, off season, and we still didn't touch him because of the, we didn't want to get rid of Pascal Siakam. Although now, you know. Pascal's talking about how everything was affecting him, you know, uh, during like you're just, you know, well, it's so funny because like, I mean, the puck, why do you think they ended up fit? <laughs> I can't even believe like in the sixties, they were playing without a face mask, the goalies, it's just, oh, how yeah. they're just taking the puck in the face. <laughs> It's always funny to me that they started making, uh, they started wearing cups in the 1800s and they didn't start wearing face masks and helmets until the late, like 1970s. (laughs) Priorities, priorities. Exactly. Hey, it's all good. We don't need these teeth. (laughs) If you have to give up one or the other, teeth every time. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. uh, the well, other question we'd like to ask, and I, I want to get your opinion on Jeremy, is uh, would you rather tackle Derrick Henry or get hit by Cleo Mack? Tackle Derrick Henry for sure. 
Yes. I, I, well, I, I should say, I should say, uh, try to tackle Derek. Yeah. Henry. Yeah. Uh, he would, <laughs> he'd probably step on my face, but, uh, I feel yeah. like, uh, I feel like if you get Josh Norman, you can't go home to your kids and look him in the face. And so, <laughs> uh, I would rather be tackled by Khalil Mack, but yeah, okay. Okay. I think if you got tackled by Khalil Mack in like a clean shot, you might not remember your kids. So yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said too. I go, I, there's no way, there's nothing that's going to make me sit there and go, yeah, I want Cleo Mack to tackle me. I'd rather try to be the aggressor, even if I look. I'd right. rather just brace and get hit than try to get, <laughs> get that inflicted on me. Oh. Brad, you're a braver man than me. I don't know. Because at least I'd be, if I, I go fly. Part, I don't want you part of Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, the Browns are going to find out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, buddy. What a great segue because yeah, I was just going into that. Into that. Oh. What a throwback game, right? This game feels like a game from the 80s. It's going to be yes. defensive rushing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem Dude, is the, Brown, the Browns secondary and, and third, you know, second and third levels are terrible. Yeah. So if but he gets getting, past the D-line, it's he can yeah. go for 300 yards easy. You're now. getting your best player back, though, in Miles Garrett. Like, True. Best players back. And, you know, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, he's great at rushing the quarterback. I don't know what he's going to do with Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is slippery as well right so right well, i think he's just a mountain and you know and again miles being back is great but he's back from covid which means he's not gonna have the same lungs that he did before yeah. he left yeah. his gas his gas tank's gonna be a little probably depleted i would guess true true but here's the thing what's interesting about derrick henry though is that he's not like uh you know most of his yards come deep in the second half like he just imposed. People are exhausted from trying to tie, tackle. Yes, but that's crazy. Like no, that's not that's not a normal running back line. Yeah, right. And right. even the other night in in uh, when they had that overtime game, I forget who they were playing, but like you know they were in field goal range, but it was still from thirty yards out in overtime with the game on the line, and that old that dude just walked into the end zone. Like if those guys <laughs> wanted no part of him, that was it's so crazy to me. Like man. But yeah, Nick, I can't believe you guys would rather try to tackle that guy. It just blows my mind. Chubb's got a little of that too. Chubb's got a little of that second, you know, second half kind of like wear you out. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Do you have that amazing one-two punch in the running game there for the Browns now with uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb? So you just need and and what has it been? Two games that uh, Mayfield hasn't thrown a pick. Uh, I think it's actually three. Three games yeah. he hasn't thrown yeah. a pick. So, I mean, he right. makes it a fourth, and he just manages the game properly. You just You don't need much. You just need 200 yards, really. Yeah. You know? Um, I felt like OBJ getting hurt was the best thing for Baker Mayfield. Ah. That's the, been the argument here since he went down. Like, And even before that, all these national guys saying, hey, his stats are way better without him. I, yeah, they don't lie, but I think, you know, a talent like that, though, even if you're not throwing to him, it takes coverage away from other well, guys. My, my uh, position on it is that I think he tries to force the ball into OBJ, yeah. and then that's yeah. where he gets to. I think that if he could wrap his mind around just throwing him to him when he's open, mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably always open, right, I guess, because he's, he's that talented. But just, you know, not pressing that ball in there, not farbing it, essentially. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they could do I don't think I don't think the trade OBJ thing is any – like that for me doesn't pass, right? But you got to mm-hmm. keep that kid. But you just got to – you know, get better about situational football. That's it. Well, how many touchdowns does OBJ have as a Cleveland Brown right now? Uh, as a Brown, I'm not sure. I think he had two this year. But And Jarvis just caught his first one last oh, week. 
just know, nuts. That's so sad. It's crazy. That's <laughs> the wildest one, right? Jarvis feels like he's just drawing so much of the defense. He's just opening up for everybody else. Right, right. I still don't know. I still don't know how Baker Mayfield broke Andrew Luck's record that season in his rookie year there. It's like uh, for most uh, t- most passing touchdowns for a quarterback mm-hmm. in a rookie season. Although I think now Justin Herbert's going to smash that. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Maybe they were just like thinking he was going to scramble more. I don't know. Maybe it's just the coverages, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but this this that, game that's to a me, huge. This is the biggest game was that a Hugh Jackson uh, led Browns team? Yeah, I think so. It yep. was. It was his first year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Freddie Kitchens came in, and now Stefanski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The amount of time they gave Jackson, I can't believe that. He had an 0-16 Hey, you're good enough to still coach our team. Yeah. Oh, season. yeah. You're you're good. I know you only won two games in three years or whatever. <laughs> I saw a funny meme that said it was like a picture of him, and it said, hmm, maybe it was my fault. Uh, Hugh Jackson, for me, is the poster child for that not everyone's made to be a head coach. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. but Yeah. Well. He's just not. I don't think. He, I don't think he can lead him his way of a paper bag. I think. We saw that. I mean, I, all I know of him behind anything is just watching hard knocks, right? So, but is even that? I feel like he's not just great at uh, leadership. But yeah, yeah. Well, to me, that's the biggest game of the of the week. I'm sorry, is the Cleveland Tennessee Titans game because there's so much on the line for that game for both teams. So is that because you're scared the Fort Niners are going to beat you in Arizona. We talk about your Buffalo, your Buffalo team playing. No, Buffalo, it. Buffalo got that game. They got that game in the bag. They're not even playing in San Francisco. They're playing in uh, Arizona. Exactly what you just said. They got that Crazy game in the bag. Happened in Arizona. Ah, whatever. 49ers, I don't even care about. Like honestly, the 49ers, to hell with them. <laughs> That's a strong word. <laughs> to hell with you. <laughs> Get out of here. Do want to see the 49ers. <laughs> Are you not going to stay up late to watch that game? Oh no, I'm. I'm. I'm it's going to hurt, but yeah. Uh, see, it's nine fifteen my time. That's when that game starts. Ooh. Yeah, it's a late night, boys. You know, mm-hmm. Let's get your little nap in. You're fine. <laughs> Is that what I got to do? Yeah. I got to come in. Usually, I come in. So here's what happens Mondays. Usually, I work right to like four. Come back home. Then I'll try to cut some promos and stuff like that. And then we do the Monday Night Live. And then I'll go try to watch the game, and I'm just exhausted. <laughs> yeah, a little power nap. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. Quick 20 minutes. That'll solve everything. <laughs> Stay up till. Because that game's going to 1 in the morning. Yeah. Listen, I don't know uh, how you operated uh, once you are able to go to the bar, but that's how it worked for me most nights was get off work, take a quick little 20, 30-minute power nap, and then good to go. Yeah, but we're talking about we're talking about like when you're in your 30s. Now I'm close. I'm pushing 50 almost now. It's not like I'm there going, yeah. Have you tried it? <laughs> right. Take a little power nap. Man, power nap, but I'm all that buys me is an hour. <laughs> power nap buys me an hour. I don't know. You see, you make halftime. I don't know. Like Jeremy, I don't know. I don't know. You have you have a few kids there. Brad's mm-hmm. got a few kids. Jeremy, how many kids know. do you got? Three. Three? What are their ages? 11, 9, and 4. Oh, you're all right then. You're, yeah. you, get, you get halfway good sleep anymore. Yeah, sometimes. My son is on this kick where he comes in every night. I, yeah. I don't know why. But... Is he the four-year-old? Yeah. 
Yeah, my I all my my uh, I have five kids and, and my baby is four and she's Ooh. in every night this past week and it's tough. Yeah, it's so tough. I don't know it's what rough. it is. Yeah, it's rough when you start getting sleep and then you go back to not getting sleep. Like, yeah. man, that's just not. She's also not. a regular on the show. Nice. You just saw her. She's uh she's quite the regular. It's yeah. it's very she's, cute. Uh, yeah. She's a fire. She's a fire star. That's for sure. Uh, all right. So, New Orleans, Atlanta. You think that uh, Taysom Hill gets his first touchdown pass? The very fact that he has two victories without a touchdown pass. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Atlanta rocked the Raiders last week. Yeah. Which is so weird to see. Right? Actually, that was weird. Rock terrible. Terrible. I was I was playing my brother in fantasy football and I had Derek Carr or David Carr, whichever the Carr brothers it is. <laughs> <laughs> One of whatever whatever mascara whatever mascara king is and uh he's a, is he wearing mascara? Because I, I was know. wondering that too. Because his eyes are so not, pronounced. I don't, I don't know. Which is fine. You want to wear mascara but the game. I mean, you're playing NFL, you're out there. I don't care, wear mascara. But I was just wondering, I was like, is he wearing mascara? He got me three points last week and cost me my game, so whatever. Well, what were you expecting with a field goal for all your points? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and against Atlanta, how does the Raiders drop that game? I, I don't know. He'd been doing all right, and then he didn't. So Atlanta's the wild card, right? I mean, they're the that's what happens when you switch coaches midseason. You just never know how the team's going to respond. Atlanta's they like they, they yeah. apparently like Raheem Morris, right? They, they're not they're not making postseason though. They're just playing smooth. No. They're just playing spoiler for everybody. Yeah. But they're competitive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan still looks like trash, but I say that the Saints lose this one. I think the Falcons are going to beat them. That's what I say. Yeah, you know, we don't talk enough about is that there's two Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the NFL. What's the second one? What's the second one? New Orleans. No, I know well, yeah, New Orleans. No, that, that, I know New Orleans. What's it's the Atlanta. One? Atlanta's the is Atlanta's the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Hmm. Well, what about your that. crazy ass name there, Lumen Field? I don't even know. I can't even defend it. It's stupid. Lumen Field. It just happened. You can't crazy. even you can't even get a good nickname for it. You it's know, not like, even central. Blue, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you seems like you guys are naming all your stadiums and everything all weirdo names. It's all, it's all dumb tech shit. I can't I can't get behind it. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to name it. It's all money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name it granola. Money. I know, but still, like you gotta have a little bit of pride, Jeremy. That's the thing. The new, the new hockey stadium is called the Climate Pledge Arena. Like, you think that's gonna fly? Like, that's Ooh, that's pretty rough. Tough one. Well, we went through the. It was a Jake the... forever for us for the Indians. Yeah. And now it's yeah. Progressive Field, and it's like, what do we call it now? So. Well, because Jacobs Jacobs Field was like legendary, right? Everybody right. knew Jacobs Field, but then you know people got on board with Progressive Field. It's like okay, hmm. but Lumen Fields. Why aren't you guys just your bunch of granola eaters out there? You should just call yourselves, yeah, the granola eater. No, wait, listen, it's the climate pledge arena. Just be quiet. What else do you need to know? Unbelievable. We have T Mobile Park, which is gross because it used to be Safeco Field. So going like that was better. And then is it not Safeco anymore? No, it's T Mobile Park. What is what is going on in Seattle? What the heck? They need they need those naming right dollars, I guess. <laughs> climate pledge, T Mobile, and. Um, Lumen sounds like a damn. You guys just go join Greenpeace. How about a Greenpeace <laughs> Arena? Where we started at? They're a nonprofit. They don't want to pay for it. I'm sorry, Tree Huggers Arena. Hmm. Yep. We just call it CPA or something. I don't. Know. Yep. Man, 
unbelievable. I bet you nobody wears underarm deodorant in Seattle. Uh, and well, not nobody, but there's a, a decent part of the population that does not. I can tell you that. It also smells a lot like weed here all the time. So yeah. <laughs> it's hard to tell who's not wearing deodorant and who's just smoking weed. It just feels like no one's doing shirt laundry. That's what it smells like. So marijuana is legal up here, right? In Canada. And uh, there's a grow op 10 minutes away from me um, up on the street. So you're driving into work and you just get hit with it. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've, I've become desensitized to all the billboard. I mean, it's just, it's been legal here for a couple of years and there's just dispensaries and weed shops everywhere. And so it just, it feels like normal, but then I go to a different state and I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Man. Like the Midwest, the Midwest is, uh, you know, a little more. Well, Jeremy's uh, there. Yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little behind on that. A behind. Well, I guess federally they're trying to make a move. So we'll see how it goes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. Passed yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, Decriminal. yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yeah, weed's legal now, isn't it? Well, decriminalized. Well, it's de- right. Well, uh, it's got to go it's got to go one more step still, but right. yeah. it's yeah. Very modest, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's what Canada did like uh let's just think about this. At least 15 years before it became legalized, right? So decriminalization, yeah. so that's the way it has to go before it becomes completely legal. So, I don't know. Um yeah, the first time I ever saw weed being smoked publicly was in Vancouver. Yeah, but that was it was just decriminalized, and I'll never forget my wife. Oh my goodness, did I tell you about this story about Rush? No, no. So we went. I took her to go see Rush. Uh, listen, I got a lot of great Joanna stories about rock concerts here, but let me tell you about this one here. So we went up to Vancouver. So this is uh, twenty eleven, and uh, we're up there in Vancouver. And you can smell weed everywhere. Like it's just like smacking you in the face. And my wife, all of a sudden, Joanna, she looks at me and she goes, Hmm, why does it smell like skunk here in Vancouver? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, yeah, baby, that's an urban skunk. <laughs> then I had to explain that, you know, because she, she told me that she's been around people that smoke marijuana. And I'm like, Okay, listen, Cleveland doesn't count. It's not like anybody's <laughs> nobody's ever sitting there going, man, I got this really good count from Cleveland. This stuff here, oh, it's gonna tear your eyeballs off. Nobody ever says that. Nobody. So yeah. So, anyways, oh poor Joanna got her introduction to that there. Next week, I'll tell you about Joanna and the Slayer concert. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> we'll see we'll see if you get there or not but. You might all right <laughs> i had to get that uh, in there. detroit chicago tomorrow in chicago who cares who cares, who cares? I, like, yeah. I like these i like these uh division matchup games mm-hmm. i think they're fun i think chicago takes yeah, that it's, it's gonna yeah. be good football but i mean honestly who cares neither of these teams are making the postseason this well, is just a game. The, game, the yeah. game that I don't care about is Jacksonville, Minnesota. That feels like a waste of. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The Jaguars and the Vikings. Yeah. Yep. Bengals, Dolphins is. I think Dolphins. <laughs> so here's the thing Dolphins are going to win that game and still have the gas against Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like making Buffalo have to win against San Fran. 
It, 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 this is the way it looks to me. I can't believe that you still think that Buffalo is a guaranteed over San Francisco. Yes, they are. Yes. Uh, listen, until it happens, and then you can hold it in front of my face. I'm like, uh, I wouldn't do it to you. You just do that to me. I wouldn't do it to you. <laughs> you're such a you're such an evolved person, there, Brad. <laughs> it's so nice, Jeremy. You see, who I get to work with. Yeah, it's, funny. it's back and forth. Yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs> He's awesome. He's awesome. It's work stuff. And then uh, all of a sudden, Vegas out of nowhere, out of nowhere, he'll drop a bomb on you that you just did not see coming, and it's a haymaker. And then you're there. Wouldn't it be interesting if the Jets beat Las Vegas this week? I actually part for the course. I wouldn't be shocked though. I think yeah, the yeah. Raiders are those kind of teams that could just be like, "What happened? You were yeah. six and three. They played like, down to everybody, right? And that right. seems to be. I mean, all the praise John Gruden gets. I think he's a great coach, but he doesn't he doesn't win consistently. Mm-hmm. He must be great like in a boardroom, right? He's gotta be just the guy in the boardroom. Well, he must be. How do how do you get away with trading Cleo Mack? That's your first move. Yeah. You just left Monday night football, you come into right. like Vegas, wow. well, Oakland then, and then you go, Yeah, we're gonna trade our number one guy. Man, if they gave you that hundred million dollars that they are saying that they gave him. Like you've got well, I some understand what enticed him. I do understand what enticed him to come over there. It's just that like, who went no, along I'm, with this? What I'm saying is if you're the if you're the leadership of the of the Raiders and your coach says that and you just gave him a hundred million dollars, like you've got to buy in a little bit. Yeah. He's well, number think, one player. The yeah. graphics that he got though, he's I mean, he didn't miss on those guys. Josh Jacobs is okay. the stud, right? Abrams is a good safety. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. How far are the Raiders have made it in the postseason? Farther than Clomax made it with the Chicago Bears. Well, that's only because it's the Bears. It's Mitch Trubisky. But they're not missing. They're not missing a pass rush in Oakland. They're not missing. The defensive line isn't terrible in Oakland. Good point. It's Nick I'll Foles now, right? Not Trubisky. Uh, Is Trubisky? Foles. Well, no, Trubisky's back because Foles oh. was the last man and got got gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Foles got got. He got got. There's a reason why he is a glass man. It's it's sad. It's just... I tell you though, I bet you the Eagles still probably wish they had him. As bad yeah. as Carson Wentz has been. Heck yeah, yeah. And now you got to start Jalen Hurts, and you don't know what you got. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And they're going into Green Bay. Does anyone think that uh, that oh. game doesn't go Green Bay's way? Is is it going to go Green Bay's or not go? Green Bay's? It will. I mean, does you think it won't? I don't think there's any way that Philly goes into Green Bay and wins. No, they spank. They spank Philly hard. They spank them hard. Has any quarterback uh, done more with less receivers than Aaron Rodgers? I'm trying to think. I got to – I don't know. I think Peyton Manning's early years, I think he was kind of the one that made Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I'll get on board. I'll give give Marvin Harrison a lot of credit. He's got to catch the ball still. But I think a lot – you know, those guys, remember, who was the the other little slot guy? Um. Uh, Anthony Gonzalez. Oh, Anthony Gonzalez. Remember, I mean, he came out of yeah, State. yeah, yeah. There was Gosh. one before that though. Um, God, what was his name? What was that Colt? The other Colts receiver that was big for a while. Oh Let's my see. goodness! Let's see him. Why can't I think of who it was? It's gonna be really upsetting when we figure out who it is, right? We'll come. We'll come back to that. I'll let yeah. you look that up, Brad. Uh, yeah. I wanted to talk about Colts Texans. This is real now. Texas could win this game and knock Indianapolis. Uh, it's, it's, God bless it. It's Reggie Wayne, and I don't know how we could be Reggie Wayne. <laughs> how in the world are we not? 
How did we not think that one up? Yeah, but, you know, okay, so besides that, all he has is Devontae Adams there. Uh, yeah, I guess, there. like, the, for me, it's like the, the Harrison Adams is a wash, right, for having mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. But then you look at everyone else behind him. I just, I don't know. I mean, you know, Peyton had Stokely, and I'm looking at the list. I'm cheating. Uh, Garcon a little bit. Uh, he had Gonzalez. He had I forgot about Garcon. Johnson for a <laughs> while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that could make people. You know? Yeah, kind of like a Tom Brady. Tom Brady can do the same thing. Yeah. So Tom's what was the thing? Person. Did this actually happen? Did Tom Brady actually admit that he can't read a defense? I I don't know that that's true. This is something I heard that after the game that he admitted somewhere that I can't read a defense. I don't see any professional doing that. I don't. I don't think I buy that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, but I don't I'm starting to wonder about: Is he a system quarterback, and does he need Bell, Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick need like they're a symbiotic? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, mean, look at the the Patriots. You thought Cam Newton? I'm like, all right, they might not fall off, but yeah, man, they fell off. Like, it's fell terrible. off hard, yeah. hard. Yeah, <laughs> and Cam Newton is not like even a terrible quarterback. This right, guy was an MVP, right. not even that right. even that many years removed. Right. So, yeah. Uh, those two need each other, you know, and unfortunately, um, yeah, I don't know what Tom was thinking going over with Bruce Arians. And I start I to wonder, is Tom, Tom is Tom soft? Is Tom soft? Does Tom yeah. want to be treated with yes. kid gloves? Yes. Does he want people Absolutely. to say you're amazing? Tom, yeah. you're so great. How many so athletes? The way how many athletes pick, are sponsored by The way us. you threw that pick, I'm sorry. I'm just going on a ranch here, Bray, because he's, I don't like Tom Brady. I don't like him. I'm done. Uh, how many how many quarterbacks have had penalties like created for them yeah. like he has it's tom yeah i thought about that when i was watching him last week and then he got hit and he like as he's falling he's looking at the ref and he's like Whoa! like as he's falling down i'm like what are you doing god damn you uggs playing son of a bitch <laughs> i just wow anyways you think that Tom Brady like has like tried to have a cleat made out of Ugg boots? <laughs> Some serious, a serious question. I think the answer is yes. Would they be comfortable? <laughs> Probably, but this is beside the point. I think if Uggs would have paid him money, he would have had a, a boot made out of or a cleat made out of Ugg boots, and he would have worn them on field. Do you think he's so happy he has a bye week this week? No, I think he hates his life. I mean, would probably rather be playing football. I don't know. This is the best slap in the face for that guy, man. The best. You know, you Buffalo fans cry for many, 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 like two over two decades. Over two decades. It's about time you get a taste of your own medicine. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know about a taste of your own medicine because he stinks. He stinks, and he's Bill Belichick. There's still, I think they're still in, in playoff contention for. Yeah, yeah, they are. Plus, I mean, of course they are, but they, they've lost. I mean, they've sorry, lost. Jeremy, they've lost. They, they're still. I mean, you know, they still got all those Super Bowl rings. I guess yeah. you can always say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Bill Belichick. Yeah, <laughs> together, together they are a superpower that cannot be defeated. 
unless you're a New York giant. But <laughs> that's, his, that's our only kryptonite. You have one uh, athlete or coach that you despise for no good reason. Uh, let me think about this. Coach, no. Uh, you like Nick Saban? Yeah, he's okay. I think Nick Saban is what he is. Like he, he's just the king, and he's been crowned the king, and he just believes yeah. it. Uh, I guess it Steph cool. Curry. I can't stand Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think he's fake. I think yeah. he's you know it's a big show, and uh, you know he whines just as much as everybody else. And yeah. If you take away the three point shot, especially the deep one, like you're talking earlier. He, he can't drive with a basket. He'd get blocked every time. No. Mm. Uh, the only person I've seen crying more than Steph Curry is Chris Paul. Mm. Mm. I don't like Chris Paul either, but whatever. Yeah. Especially early Chris Paul. This new, like old Chris Paul, he's, he's better, I guess. But, you know. Man. So, yeah, so we touched on Jaguars, Vikings, Colts, Texans, which I think the Texans are going to beat the Colts. And Raiders Jets. And you know what? That game, yeah. Maybe Jets get their first victory. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Adam Gase is so stinky. How does he have a job still? I can't believe that he made it uh that he beat Patricia to the unemployment or didn't beat Patricia to the unemployment line. Right? I know. <laughs> He's only 11 Hey, that guy. Yeah. I mean, Detroit's a dumpster fire, but shit. Like <laughs> Have you seen the Jets? Oh man, the Jets are terrible and like completely forgotten about. And yeah, Adam Gase is getting a pass here. And if you're if you're Trevor Lawrence, you go, oh god. Well, like, didn't Trevor Lawrence already say he's not playing for the Jets? He already said that. Like, if you draft me, I'm not playing for you. Alluded to it. I think if you're Trevor Lawrence, you're calling the Manning family and deciding how to get traded on draft. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> Is no different than uh I don't know if, yeah 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 you guys are Americans of course who am I asking are you guys gonna remember this about the NHL back in 1990 when we no. uh, Eric Lindros was drafted by the Quebec Nordiques no you guys don't remember that anyways though, I don't even remember that team I remember Eric Lindros mm-hmm. but you don't remember the Quebec Nordiques oh no. Nordique oh no. yeah. you could have given me a, like a multiple choice question and said which one of these teams is one of them and I would have guessed that was the not the real NHL well. Team. The Quebec Nordiques became the Colorado Avalanche. So you've heard of the Avalanche. And the Avalanche, their their Stanley Cup runs were built off of that trade. Built off of the Eric Lindros trade. Because he yes. ended up getting Ron Hextall, Peter Forsberg, um, and a couple other, like I think a couple other talented players as well that came over. And Peter Forsberg ended up becoming a bigger player than Eric Lindros ever was. Yeah. And so it's like... Yeah, Lindros was that, yeah. Lindros was a like a boomer bust guy that was a bust, right? That's... Complete bust. I mean, he still had a thousand points. I mean, you can't say complete bust. He still had a good season, like a oh, good career. Yeah. It's but the he hype. Very... He never lived up to the hype, right? The no. pressure got him. If well, he hadn't thing, been though, hyped out, he would have been a real solid player. Yeah. But it never got that. Six four two forty. He was supposed to be a stud, right? And then they were predicting this guy was going to break the hundred goal barrier. They were predicting this guy was going to break every record that Gretzky had. Because it was like, this guy's a physical specimen that's huge, but can skate super fast. Problem was, Eric Lindros, whenever he had the puck, never learned how to skate with his head up, always skated with his head down. 
And that's why he became super concussion prone because if you're skating your head down, somebody comes up. And now this is the thing is that in this day and age in hockey, you can't do these hits where the shoulder hit the head. But back then that was a legal hit. And you saw him get dummied over and over and over again. So it became a bust because the poor guy was just concussed so severely so many times, you know, but that's something that you should be learning in minor hockey, how to skate with your head up. And I'm sorry. I mean, Eric Lindros still made it to the NHL, made it to the pinnacle, um, made it to the Stanley cup finals, won an MVP. So who am I to say, but that's my two cents. Has, has anyone carried uh, expectation better than LeBron James? Because we, we know a bunch of guys that haven't, right? But LeBron seems to be the one that made it. Yeah, well, I don't Crosby. think so. Yeah, I guess Sidney so. Crosby, three Stanley Cups. You can't... Uh, say Mason Crosby? Shade. What's that? Mason Crosby, is that you said? Sydney, Sydney Crosby. Oh, Sydney? Yeah. 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 Sydney okay. Crosby. Have you, heard, have you ever heard of him? Have you ever heard of him, Brad? I have. He plays for the Penguins. Uh, he oh, was okay. a high draft pick. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, his name is still Sydney, so I feel like he was already had an advantage on being tough because he's been getting beat up since he was three. So, but he's he reminds me of Tom Brady in that way where he complains to the refs for everything. Like, is he also married to a supermodel and has a baby mama that's a Hollywood actress? No, no, no he's not in that same sort of he's level. He's not but, the same. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Rams How in Arizona. You? Uh, is a game that's in Glendale. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, Arizona was home this week. It'd be interesting to see how the field looks Monday night after it gets played on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the Rams. I think Rams run away with this one. Yeah, I same so. here. Yeah, I think Cardinals already did their big win against Buffalo, and that was it. That was it. They they did everything they could. That's it. They're done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And and really, that just opens a big door for Seattle, doesn't it? Seattle Giants. Yeah, Seattle's going to lose this game. You think okay. so? Danny no, Jones is I, just, I just feel like it. I just feel it's, like it. Really? Reverse psychology. Is it, yeah. It's, it's, I'm just conditioned to it. Like, we're going to give it up to Colt McCoy. Like, Colt I McCoy's going to come in and throw for 350 <laughs> yards. And... <laughs> you guys are playing a Lumen Field. None of those things help me, Sean. You None guys are playing me. a Lumen Field. No, that doesn't help me. <laughs> We played down. Carlos Dunlap play showed up. Jamal Adams showed up. Your defense has actually looked better these past two games. Yeah, I all agree with all those things. Jason Garrett's going to outcoach uh, Schottenheimer, and then it's going to be it's going to be terrible. We're going to lose on like the last play of the game. It's going to be 35-33. Nah. I don't know. I, I got a feeling that Russell just goes off. And yeah. I mean, I want to agree with you, Jeremy, but I'm just too like I can't. I can't do it. No, I can't see that happening. I think I think the Seahawks win this one. And they win it by a good margin, too. I do think that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for jinxing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in reality, I think uh, I, I think Seattle comes away and does well. Uh, the running game gets back on track. I think the defense plays well enough. And this might be the game that they build off what they had in Philadelphia because the defense really started to play well. Uh, albeit against the terrible Carson Wentz, but we get a not great Colt McCoy. And so, you know, that's the thing we know about football is momentum matters. Yeah. And so this might be where they start to build on it and see where it goes. But I'm listen, I'm already calling Washington winning the NFC East with six wins. So Giants got to lose. So <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. I, I don't know if any NFC East team wins uh, this week. No, not this week. <laughs> not this week. Not yeah. before, or any week on the way out. I mean, you know, Giant, Giants are without uh, Daniel Jones too, right? 
Yeah, yeah, Daniel out, Jones yeah. injured. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think Colt McCoy is going to shred the terrible Seattle secondary. Um, <laughs> so that we got Patriots Chargers. Uh, okay, we have Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't stop watching Justin Herbert. I, I think he's fascinating. Yeah, to watch. He's the only thing that's fascinating in this game. Yeah. I agree with you. That and Cam Newton's outfit. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, so we talked about Packers, Eagles, and I think this is the first time we're going to see um, Jalen Hurts play. Maybe. Are they still looking at Carson? I don't know. I think he has so much money to have, and Carson wins. I don't know how you go away from him. He's so terrible. I saw that he apologized to the team or whatever. said all his fault. Yeah, and it seemed to go over well. So maybe, maybe he gets one more run at it. I don't know. I just don't know how you beat. Aaron Rodgers. I you don't. don't. You yeah. don't. I don't think. I don't think the Jalen Hurts experiment starts until Philly is officially eliminated from playoff. Well, how can you officially eliminate any of these junk teams from the playoffs? It's literally one game. I don't know. I'm just, and they're they're technically in the hunt. Nobody wins this week. Well, so. I mean, you know, Doug Peterson's playing for his job too, right? At some point. Yeah, absolutely. It's sad. You're two years removed from a Super Bowl, and you got to defend your job because you have a crappy quarterback. That's crap. And half your well, team's injured. That's crazy. Yeah, that's the bigger part, right? But he went. He was all on the Carson Wentz bandwagon for getting him that extension. So, <laughs> whatever. It is some responsibility. You, you thought when you had a look at that season that you had your next yeah. coming here of a quarterback. So I, why would you? I would not be upset with this man. It's not his Carson fault. Carson Wentz was never that good. No, yeah, but I mean, you know, you. We, he was in the MVP contention. I mean, he that's was right that year until yeah. he got injured. He wasn't. If you watch that, he just wasn't that good. It's the same as uh, what's that guy that came in for one year when Brady was out, and then he got that mega deal to go to Kansas City. The next uh, year. It was Brian Hoyer. No, no, he it didn't. Wasn't Hoyer. 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 It was, uh, yeah, uh, Hoyer Castle. did it one year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Matt Castle. Castle. Yeah, Matt, Matt Castle, right? Matt, Matt Castle had a yeah. real good year that year he started for New England. Yeah, yeah, but Matt Castle stank. Yeah. Didn't you guys no give, give him a contract? Didn't you guys give him a contract there in Seattle? Matt Castle? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, they did. Gave him, yeah, he took it too. He, he was going to come down there and play for you guys. And then Russell Wilson said, "Get out of here." No, that was uh, that was the Green Bay guy. That was. Oh, he was, that was uh, Matt Flynn. Matt yeah, Flynn. Matt Flynn. Oh, okay. Oh, Matt then Flynn. Castle went to Buffalo. Then yep. it was one of them. Buffalo, Kansas City paid Matt Castle that big money. I know, I know. Where he went after that, I don't know. But Matt Matt Flynn was the guy. Like he was the anointed starter going into training camp. That Russell Wilson beat the brakes off him in training camp. That's the thing. I remember when Russell Wilson was drafted, and no one got it. We all thought, "What? You know, like, oh, here's another project." You know, and we had we had had a history of having smaller uh, scrambling quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Seneca Wallace being, you know, we figured that was probably Seneca's, you know. He was going to be the gadget backup guy, right? Right. That's what we Russell was going to be. And then, you know, comes out game one. I remember seeing him. Went to training camp that year and watching Russell throw, and you're like, man, that guy can throw the deep ball. Like, oh, shit. You could, you could put, like, a five-gallon bucket on the back of a golf cart and send down the road, and Russell could put that ball in that bucket. Like, that's what it felt like. It was incredibly impressive to watch. And then you just watch him come out and command the huddle and just run it. Right after the second preseason game, we're all like, man, like, this kid might be – you know, and Matt Flynn just stunk too. Like that was the other part of it. Like, man, but, I don't know. 
here we are. So, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, there's a reason why you have so many. Here's the thing: is that in the quarterback position, there's really only a handful of guys that are like the man. You know what I mean? Like, as far as you're that talent, you're going to be here for a long time. Nobody's questioning your job, anything like that. Anybody else, man, it just seems like it's a revolving door. Like it's Josh absolute, Allen? No, Josh Allen's safe. <laughs> he's safe. That guy's safe, man. He's safe. He's doing, he's, you know what? If you have a look at his past three seasons, he's actually progressed there, Brad. I understand. Yes. He's, his he football IQ was really, I mean, I questioned it last year because it was just like, how do you lose to, to Houston like that? But uh, this year, no, I mean, Buffalo got a good chance. Like any of those AFC teams, Cleveland got a good chance. Yeah, I just don't think anybody gets past Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. Like, <laughs> Tyreek Hill last week was blowing blowing up all fantasy points and everything like that. Mm. 200 yards in the first quarter. I remember when I saw him catch a second touchdown there in the first quarter. He grabs the ball, gets a, you know, gets out, and then all of a sudden goes backwards and decides to do a backflip in the end zone. I'm like, yeah. little greasy. <laughs> <laughs> that's greasy, man. <laughs> they've got a real they've got yeah, that's the thing. And that's the night game, and it's it's a terrible matchup. It's Denver, Kansas City. Do you think that Denver uh, has a real I'm quarterback? No. Denver has a real quarterback this time? Oh, yeah, I think yeah, so. They got fined, but, yeah, they're back. My favorite uh, story coming of all that, do you see what they're doing now with Blake Bortles? He's, their, he's on their practice squad, and he's not allowed to attend practice because they don't want to be a contract race. And so he can come to the, he can come to the facility and get food during practice so he doesn't see anybody else, and he has to go home and watch meetings on Zoom. He can't be around the team at all. Just in case they have another situation like that, they could have a guy that's not, you know. Why, why, are the they, why are they reaching out to uh, Colin Kaepernick at this point? Yeah, it can't be any worse right. than putting out a wide receiver I don't, crying out loud. I don't think that I – mean, well, he, he wouldn't have passed the COVID test. To get, I mean, that was, you know, Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, that yeah. That guy got picked up or whatever. But, but I mean, this week, that, that should be get rid of Blake Bortles. I don't think that Colin Kaepernick wants a job that's not a starting job. I don't you, and I don't think he wants to. I don't think he wants to come in and compete for one either. Like that's that, that's been my stance this entire time is that he doesn't. You know that was a take that we all kind of felt when he came to Seattle to it's talk just, about the backup job. It's just so then, sad that now that everybody's talking about like taking knees, okay, it's cool, you're fine, you know what I mean. Yeah. And the guy who started it, you should just come on out and compete, man. You never know. You never know. I understand that he feels. But it's been how many years since he's played a game? You need to compete. You can't just come in and take a job. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I don't know where he's at with it. But I, I, that's my my take on it is that, you know, and maybe they haven't reached out. Maybe, it's, maybe he is blackballed. I don't know the answer. But, you know. I'm just saying it's better than putting out a wide receiver last week. That was yeah, terrible. Absolutely, absolutely yeah, terrible. Listen, Denver did all of us a favor. We all now, no one can say, you know, you've always got that one guy that feels like he could play quarterback in the NFL because he played a little bit of high school football. We all know now that <laughs> you cannot. You might complete one. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Like I was one for 13 with for nine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was terrible, man. That was terrible. That's, that's funny. Yeah, feel for the guy. Casey's destroying Denver. Just, Just imagine if you were like, because he was like the fifth string guy, right? That's who that guy was. Uh, we should probably say his name. I don't know what his name is. Just like the Denver coaching staff didn't either. And 
Just imagine if you're getting practice squad money and like your job is to kind of just hang out and stretch and throw a couple footballs and you're, you're making decent money, right? What are you you're talking making... about? He was fifth streak. I don't even think he was yeah. even on the depth chart for quarterbacks. He was, he was, he was the receiver. fifth guy. He was the fifth guy, and they were converting yeah, him to wide receiver. But he had played core. He played quarterback in college at Wake Forest. Oh my god! But just imagine, like you're like you don't you're not going to go into that week, and then all the way through even Friday, like you're just. Going along, you're not going to suit up. You're just going to be hanging out. You're going to collect your check and go home. And then on Saturday, they call you like, "Hey, man, like you got to come in and get some film. Like you're starting tomorrow. And you got to call your mom. You know, like all those things." And then you throw one completion in front of your mom. Like that's no one wants that. That's a terrible story. Jeremy, what would you have felt if you had a he had a video game like that? It's like <laughs> you trying, uh, trying to find something good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think you just grin and bear it i guess and just hope the guy doesn't get hurt maybe right. i've done some uh some pretty bad kent state games where you're up there freezing you're like why am i out here they can't even score a touchdown like what am i doing you paid those dues eh? uh denver <laughs> did score the same amount of points against new orleans that tampa bay did though so that kid can hang his hat on that there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course we have washington football team against the Steelers and I say the Steelers go 12 and 0. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The second yeah. consecutive week Pittsburgh's playing in the afternoon on a weekday. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to me. That game was garbage though. That yeah. game against the Ravens was garbage. Yeah. yeah it was terrible. I mean, there's like four picks or whatever in the first 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah, four turnovers. The, you knew, you knew it was going to be a slobber knocker for defense. As far as those two teams are concerned, it didn't matter. You had all these people missing. It's a, it's a, it's a rivalry game and these two teams hate each other. So I don't care. You have fifth string, whatever they're on defense. These guys, they don't like each other. Mm. You know? I think that Bud Dupree ACL tear is going to be bigger than uh, most people yeah. think it's going to be. He, he's he's the heart of that defense in a lot of yeah. ways. Like T.J. Watt, right? But right. Well, that's it. Losing yeah. him is going to be a bigger deal than uh, that's fifty percent. Fifty percent of that whole entire yeah. pass rush. Yeah, so. it'll be interesting to see how they come back from it. And then uh, you you don't want to make a prediction on this Buffalo San Francisco game. You don't. Yeah. You score. What do you think the score is? Come on, Jeremy. You won't hurt my feelings. I think it's <laughs> maybe. Uh, I say 17-6, Buffalo. Interesting. Very. Right, who, who, does, who does Buffalo have coming back? Is Nate Peterman? Nate Peterman. Did I just say that? Wow. Is Jimmy Garoppolo coming back? No. Oh, no. I just jinxed the team. <laughs> there's no uh, There's no George Kittle. There's no uh, uh, pre-Jimmy. None of those things, but now, they have, the, they have, they have week, right? Debo's come back. Debo's same ones come back. Right. Um, you know, their running game seems to be back on track. And so they're they not going to get their week. defensive back. Right. I mean, you know, or the defensive line isn't yeah. going to come back. Niners, uh, Niners won last week though. Right. Yeah. They're moving forward. I'm yeah. nervous about San Francisco to be honest with you. Nah. All, the NFC, all the NFC West teams that are, you know, in the hunt with Seattle, it's San Francisco is the one that makes me the most nervous. Nah, San Francisco is about to get, Put over Buffalo's knees and gonna get a good spanking that day. All right. Gonna, yeah, Buffalo's gonna sweep the NFC West. Is that your? No, we already lost to Arizona. Oh, that's that right. Happen. 
<laughs> that can't happen. But we're That's definitely right. putting we're putting San Fran on there and we're smacking them. We're gonna do you guys a favor. Something yeah. that you guys can't do. We're gonna beat them for you. Big okay? Buffalo fan, just like I was a big Buffalo fan when they played Arizona. Quiet now. You know, you know, you know what scares is that is that there was two, yeah, yeah, that that week. But there was two Hail Marys that happened. Uh, so it was that one against Arizona where they, they converted in the end zone. Yeah. Take me off. Then that one against uh, the Chargers. And the Chargers freaking threw one down there. And I'm like, how is two Hail Mary passes in the last two games being completed against this defense? It's like, come on, boys. Jeez. Yeah, uh, yeah we're beating them. Dallas and Baltimore, do you guys care about that game at all? Which one? Dallas, Dallas and uh, Baltimore. Well, it's it's an important game for Baltimore. What do you think there, Jeremy? Important game I, for Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope they lose. I hope Baltimore yeah. loses for sure. But uh, I don't know. I mean, is Dalton is back, right? Yeah. Dalton's been back for a while, though. <laughs> oh, this last week, I think, or the week before. It's not, no, very, not he, been very long. He won, won one game. He won one game. The Red Rifle. The Red Rifle. Mm-hmm. Did you just call him the Red Rocket again? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You just want to call him the Red Rocket, and then all of a sudden you think about I can't, that dog. I just can't, for the life of me, figure out why he can't complete balls to those receivers. I mean, they've got – Dallas has such a great receiving core, right, with those three receivers. Like, I don't know why they can't just get to it. I mean, I get the offensive lines banged up and all those things, but still, man, just put the guy in the shotgun and let that thing fly, like – Listen, if Dak Prescott was still healthy, it's a different season for Dallas. But this you think year, so? even with the offensive line being banged up, you think it's still yeah. the same? Yeah, he was having he was on pace for a great season there. Um, yeah, this like, and I love I love Zeke because he's a Ohio State alumni. But man, he's having a bad season this year. Bad with a well, capital B. Jerry Jones hasn't showed up to a game yet, has he? Yeah, he was in. Yeah. He was uh, one of the last ones sitting with a chair between him and his wife, like it was two dudes at a movie. Yeah, <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised he gets let go at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people here in Cleveland wanted him. Yeah, that's oh, why man, I thought, I thought he was coming to Cleveland. Yeah, Dodge Day Bullet. I don't think I think Cleveland should stay away from fat coaches. I think the fat. <laughs> <laughs> out of the way oh man oh man <laughs> man oh, you know that Dak Prescott still has more yards this year than Sam Donald yeah that makes sense and Jimmy Garoppolo I guess he's missed some time uh, that makes sense that makes sense that all makes sense did you guys hear about uh, Habib Nurmagomedov there trying to start up a M- MMA company there no. and Try to make it a feeder for the UFC. Interesting. I thought it was interesting too. Are they all going to fight in uh, Kazakhstan? I don't know where they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That that would be something yeah. though. <laughs> the only way you could compete is if you go do his training. You must wrestle bear. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Let's show you how to wrestle bear, huh? <laughs> and you know that Jared Goff only has seven less yards than Josh Allen this year. Yeah, so they what? air it out, man. They aired yeah. out. Does well, that, they can't score. He only has 16 touchdowns. What's well, that? That's, yeah, well, Josh Allen's a few more. And he also has rushing touchdowns as well, Josh Allen. So I'm just saying. It's just... <laughs> Why do you hate Josh Allen so much? 
Because you like him. It's just the thing. Because I like him. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Do you have any one-on-one questions here? So usually, Jeremy, we do a one-on-one question. I do. And... You're not going to like it, but I do. All right. Let me hear this. Uh, <laughs> do you ever think about how weird it is that you refer to your pets uh, when they talk to you as daddy or mommy? You know what I mean? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Do you ever like call your pet, come here to daddy or like your, your spouse, but go see daddy to your dog. Go you see mommy. Weird? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I, I, how is this sports related? Yeah, it is. It is. But it's I, weirder no. if you use your first name though, right? Well, I would never do that. So yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it is mommy. Yeah. Go see mommy. Mommy will give you a treat. Oh. Meanwhile, it's like, so, okay. So funny thing to add to that just this morning, because the wife just, Joanna just loves to feed all the animals outside, like deers, squirrels, chipmunks, birds. And she has birds eating out of her hands, squirrels coming up and eating out of her hands. And so this morning, a squirrel came running up to the deck, looking around for a nut. She goes, oh, look. He's looking for a nut. He needs mommy to come out there. And I'm like, mommy? Yep, what, now you're mommy to the outside animals? What's... <laughs> She's got that Snow White vibe going on. Oh, it's the there weirdest thing. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. We just, we just got a dog like in the last year, and I always thought it was weird. And then I caught myself doing it their day, and I was like, God dang it. That's because they become very quickly a member. It's so of gross, family. though. You think about it. It's just not right. Is it because Daisy sleeps in bed with us and she tries to get right up like to my face on the pillow. And the other day, Joanna was telling me because I guess, you know, through the night she moves around. So she ends up moving on to Joanna's pillow and just drool, dog drool on her pillow. (laughs) Jeremy, you guys have any pets? Yeah, we got uh, we got three cats and we got a dog. Oh, we definitely don't refer to them as babies or come to mom, come to dad. No. It's just like, come here. What are you? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So I tried to YouTube and I caught I caught it there day and I was like, well, it just feels weird when you're, you know, pet the dog. And it's just gross. Well, Those people just do it. I always laugh at it and then I caught myself doing it and I felt dirty. I need a shower. <laughs> I do it. I do it all the time and I don't know why. And then I'll go, Dion, go see mommy. Daisy, go see mommy. And then exactly. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> what? All right, I got a question for you there, Brad. Let's hear it. All right. If there is to be, because now they're talking about, um, again, more questions about the NHL season coming up because of uh, CBA uh, agreements and everything, right? So the NHLPA is right now very much vocal about the NHL season um, as far as payments, everything like that. Do you think that the NHL can survive another lockout, another time? This will be like the third time in 20 years or something like that, that the NHL has done this. Has gone one, two, three. Man, no, I lied to you. This is going to be the fourth time then at that point. And twice they didn't even play a season, right? So Yeah, I, I think that they survive it. I just I think it is, is another detriment to their uh, league. I think that no one want, no one gives a shit about that. Like fan wise, just, we just want to we just want to see the entertainment, and that maybe isn't the best way to look at it. But 
you know, the best way to get fans is to play and to be competitive and have those things going. And, you know, it feels a lot like arguing over dimes instead of picking up dollars, really. I will never forget when World Series of Poker ended up overtaking the NHL for a little bit. You yeah. Know? And, and, and it, it made me sad because and, – and honestly, I've been upset ever since Gary Bettman has taken over uh, the NHL as the commissioner. Uh, I wish he'd step down, move around. He's the longest-serving commissioner in any sport right now. And it feels like they make some money, but they're not. Like They're always going to be mid-level managers. They're never going to get above it because they yeah. want to argue about the wrong things. They care about what their salary – like, you know, you get guys that they can't progress professionally. Mm-hmm in the corporate world because they're too tied to what their salary is. They don't want to move. They don't want to take any risk and go anywhere. And that's what it feels like the NHL is. I think the NHL puts together a great package. Anytime I go watch live hockey events, they're fantastic. No one gets to see them because their marketing is terrible. It like, is the, terrible. The, there's no national game. None of that stuff matters. And they don't, they want to pay. They want the same deal that the teams and the leagues that have put in time and build a fan base, they want those same deals and they're not going to get them. And so they don't go on TV. Like they don't have any forward thinking. Here's the way I think of it is that if you have a look at the NFL, right. And this is back in 1980s, you know, when really television started like taking off with your Monday night football, Hank Williams, Jr. Singing your, you know, Monday night football theme song. Right. But it was still, starting to take off at that point. You didn't have those big buku bucks from uh, sponsors and everything like you have now, right? Mm-hmm. So the NFL paid their dues. They had scabs. They had lockdowns. They had all that stuff there. But they're professional enough now that if it's coming towards that, they seem to work it out that they, that they need to play. They cannot afford to have a season off if you're making that kind of money, Right. I don't know what what's your thought on this year, Jeremy. Because I mean, like, I I I have a hard time really sympathizing with some of these NHL players that are just having a hard time trying to come out and play fifty games yeah. in this in this COVID thing. I mean, you know, you right. you, you need sports. I I don't understand what the big thing is. Like the very fact that we're being held here, going, is there going to be a hockey season? NBA's going, NFL's yeah. going. Like, right. Is COVID changed it that much that you cannot play the NHL? I mean, what's your right. what's your thought on this, Jeremy? I don't know. Well, I kind of liken it to this last baseball season too, where those guys are complaining about sixty games and taking a pay cut, and you lose that everyday man where you're like, dude, you guys are complaining about millions when we have so many people in the unemployment line, and right. and the NHL has definitely done a poor job of capitalizing on TV. I think when they had that, remember they had those outside games. For yeah. the Rangers. Yep. I I think you really could have marketed that a lot better. Let's say you capitalize on New Year's Day or something, because you got Thanksgiving is football, you got Christmas yeah. Day, the NBA. They could capitalize on stuff like that, and I don't think they are. And, and then to bicker about money just makes yeah. it worse. Here's what they did. They they did have it just one game mm-hmm. on New Year's Day, right? And then they played the outdoors and it was huge. They people loved it. Then all of a sudden you took something special like that and then you made it, there's going to be five games throughout the year. So all over the place, you know what I mean? And it's just like some guy was sitting there thinking like, "Mm, this day, this day, you know, it's Mm. like, no, pick your days Mm. close in there, right? That this is the time period and then do it or one, you know what I mean? One game. 
until you have a good proven product on that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's the thing is like, I understand um, some Americans have a hard time. My wife always complains. I can't see the puck. Okay. Uh, I still don't think that you should sit there and put a blue line on the puck <laughs> to show the puck going somewhere. Like that's just sad, yeah. you know, but I, I honestly think as well that you should be able to get. Here's the thing. When you hear NHLers speak, it's a Canadian speaking. That's only, this guy's only played hockey, right? So, you know, it's a gooder. It's a gooder. You know, what I mean? like, mm-hmm. it's like crazy Canadian uh, slang you're going to hear. But you still should be able to market these players, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, I mean the, that doesn't go very far with me because if it's if it's if it's entertaining, we will find as Americans will watch any of it, right? That's just the thing. We don't yeah. care. Yeah, we don't care about the language or none of that shit. We we care about it's competitive and what, how it's marketed, you know. And yeah. and recently we've seen better uh, vantage points of hockey. You know, I think it's easier than ever to follow. You know, just with the technology advancements and those things, it's easier to watch a game. Mm-hmm. It's not the commentary that's the turnoff. It's the it's where I mean I can't tell you how hard it is to find hockey on TV here. Right, right. It'd be like trying to get into the, you know football in Europe. Like you just yeah. can't watch it. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Not, you know, right. The only reason I can even watch hockey games here is because I still get the CBC channel because I'm so close to the border and I watch Which the Canucks games. Like that's it. Yeah. Like you know you're not going to get it in Middle America. You're not finding hockey on, you know. And watching, being able to watch a game like you can anything else, and that's that. That's the miss for me, right? Is that those markets haven't capitalized on that deal? Well, it, it's like what I've been talking about with a few of my buddies. There is that hockey, unfortunately, is big in the Northeast, and then it loses itself somewhere going through the Midwest. It's and then you pick it back up again in California. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's it it's, and California doesn't care. They don't care about their hockey teams. Just the same way Tampa doesn't care. I don't know. Yeah, but California doesn't care about much. Right? Even when the Lakers are winning, they're not showing up on time. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. They're on the streets a lot, right? But they're not, you know, yeah. they're not showing up. I don't know. Maybe because there's other things to do. It's Southern California. Have you been to Southern California? It's beautiful. <laughs> well, no, I haven't. I haven't been to Southern California. Is it really beautiful? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Is, is there people awesome. defecating in the streets, though? The way they try not to where you can see them. Neighborhoods <laughs> <laughs> for that. I Probably charge admission. They bu- yeah. they bust them all to Se- uh, to Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. I don't know if they do that in other places, but on the West Coast for sure. Like we ship oh, Vic- uh, Victoria. We ship yeah, Victoria. That happens. You have all the well. This is the rumor is that people from Edmonton and Calgary and all that, like Alberta. Send them all off to Victoria, and that's why we have a huge homeless. Well, there it's, is a uh, it's a documented thing here that there's been uh, uh, city councils that have purchased one way tickets to other places and walked around and passed them off and yeah. sent those people out. So that's a that's a terrible thing to do. Man, when I when I think about so you remember uh, you know Bill and Mavis there, eh, Jeremy? So, I've heard of them. You heard of them? Yeah. <laughs> So they came to Victoria to come visit us, and uh, we were walking along, showing them the area. They go, look how beautiful this area. And this one homeless guy ran right by us, ran down the hill, in front of us, just pulled his pants down, started defecating right there. And it's just like, (laughs) this is beautiful Victoria. (laughs) That would only happen to you, Sean. 
Like, look oh, at this yeah. beautiful scenery. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Man, on that note, listen, guys. We always what? close it on the crap joke from you. You know, that that's always, <laughs> always the way it goes. It's kind of crappy. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a shitty deal. <laughs> Can you say that in your Sean Connery voice? It sounds like a shitty deal. <laughs> All right, with that, folks, episode closes. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for being here. We appreciate your insight. Um, you know, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. I know it's you know busy uh, these days, so thanks for being here. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, everyone else, uh, and come back again. We, we, I think there's more we have to talk about. I think we just there's so much to unpack. So we'd love to have you back on if that's cool with you. So we'll set that up here in the future. Yeah. Uh, everyone else, thanks for your support. Uh, thanks to Flyers for being our official sponsor. We appreciate you guys for that. Old Biddy, thanks for keeping Sean going uh, in this shutdown. And surprise, you know, subscribe where you can. Uh, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Till next time, see you guys. Peace. Peace. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos, or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.